the Jolly Boys are back. It's been many months in the making. <laughs> Those are two happy sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly Boys are back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Jolly Boys are back. You're like, oh, Jolly Boys back. Watch your sons. The Jolly Boys are back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Look, here's 20 quid, right? That says the next customer in buys a pint of something. You are on. 20 here. Says next customer orders a short. I'll have a dry martini and a slim lane tonic. Stick a pony in me pocket I'll fetch the suitcase from the van Cos if you want the best then you don't ask questions Then brother, I'm your man Cos where it all comes from is a mystery It's like the changing of the seasons or the tides of the sea But he's the one that's driving me berserk why do only fools and horses work? La 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 did the review of the Only Force Norses musical. Yes, we know. <laughs> two months ago. Was it two months ago? Yeah, about two months about ago. About two months ago. And it's been, we did another episode without Ed, which was probably a month before that. Which we don't talk about. So no. I think it's probably been about three months, three and a half months since we all last sat in this room together. Maybe. It was, yeah. 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 But we're back. What have you all been up to? <laughs> well, let's go around the table. Let's start with some big news from Jimbo. I had a you had to think about it's this. It's a little baby. You had a little baby. What's she called? Daphne. Daphne. Yeah, of course. We're hoping for a boy. I was going to call it Leonard. Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah that's that's that was the name. So we didn't find out the uh, the sex. Not, not Give her time. Yeah. Yeah. So Leonard. Uh, Leonard Pierce would have been nice, but. Well, congratulations to you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Fair play to you, boy. Edward. How are you? I've just been working, mate. Yeah, working? I'm. I'm good. I'm living life, and yeah, I've just been working. Off the top of your head, what's the last Falls and Horses episode you watched? Um, in Sickness and Well. On Gold. Yeah. Bailey? I actually I watched it last night on Netflix. So I mean, how are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How's Bailey doing? Yeah, fine, mate. Cool. Um, it's good to be back at last. It's been, four, like I said, four or five months. It's been ages. And what episode are we discussing today? A losing streak. I guess. Because we tried to do that before, didn't we? And then it... yes, the last time all four of us together, we did tr we did record about half, and then we lost the recording. And by that time, the night was it was just after Christmas, wasn't it? I think. From what no, I was no, it was way, way up. It was like spring. Like <laughs> spring. It was last week. <laughs> <laughs> you have a laugh. Shall I read? No, and me. I'll forget. <laughs> Shall I read a synopsis? So, yeah. so Della Boise are set to play the biggest poker game Peckham's ever seen. But what exactly has Boise got up his sleeve? Will Grandad's double-headed coin save the day? This is one of the only Fours and Horses episodes that I think the fans and the non-fans always remember due to the epic card game at the end. Yeah. yeah. And even though I know the outcome, I still want to watch it and I really enjoy it even though I know what's going to happen. It's just yeah. a classic. Part of the building of uh, mm. Only Fours and Horses, it's a crucial episode. It's got one of those iconic moments in you know, it's up there with Del Boy leaning up against the bar. It's uh, Del Boy playing cards with Boise. 
and you get really involved with what's going on. Yeah, the underdog. Boise is like not entirely likable though, is he's quite evil Boise. Trigger, Bill, Boise. Hello Boise. Hello Rodney. Boise. Oh dear, what's up with you? Bird trouble? You look as though you've had a promise from a liar. <laughs> this is the one episode, like the drastic change from Go West Young Man. Is this the second episode where we see uh, yeah. Boise? This is the, the second time you see him, and he's exactly. quite, quite, mm. to say the least, competitive. He's ruthless. He's prepared to take, empty yeah. that flat and yeah. put him on the streets. And he, Even and he, though he went to school with Dale and everything. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem like the sort who could have a laugh and a joke and have gentle banter with him. Whereas from there on out, Boise then becomes slightly more of a laughing stock. And, I mean, this, this must be really tricky for John Sullivan to write him in because John Chaz was only supposed to be in just the one episode, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I can't remember what the reason why he was in more episodes, just because I think the character worked, didn't it? Yeah, so it just worked. Obviously, yeah. there wasn't probably much written about his character, but bear in mind he was in five minutes of one episode, but now John Chalice's character is going to be in more episodes, so how do they establish him? What's his personality going to be like? That's why I think he fluctuates from being sort of almost like Dale Boy's friends to being Dale Boy's rival and enemy. Mm. You also got to think that uh, John Chalice worked with John Turner on Citizen Smith. Yeah, that, so, could, I thought that could be why they might have had a friendship. Yeah, so he yeah. told him, didn't he? I'm going to use you again. Yeah, about three and, years later. And how clever was John Sullivan, though? Because look how iconic John Chalice yeah. plays Boise. Mm. And I can't imagine early Falls and Horses without Boise, because how flat would it be without mm. him in it? Because he's played such a poignant part, doesn't he? And a lot of the stuff is built up around him and, and Boise's character. I can remember John, uh, John Chalice actually explaining in his one-man show that he did it on Citizen Smith. He played a police officer, and he was in courts, wasn't he? Yeah. And he came across this persona, it's like Boise-like, the way yeah. of talking, and John Sullivan really liked that, and he said, I want to bring that to Any Fools and Horses, which yeah. is how he, he ended he up adapted, it, didn't He yeah. adapted that sort of character into being like a sleazy car salesman. Mm. In the opening scene to this, you know they're bottling up some form of liquid. Yeah. Per what, perfume, isn't it? Yeah, do you remember what the name of that perfume is? No. Yeah, I can. Um, <laughs> you can't say it. Semi-Dior. Yves Saint-Dior. Going back to the card scene at the end of this episode, I believe if you go to an Only Force and Officers convention, there's an opportunity for you to have your photograph taken with John Chalice yeah, yeah. sat next to him playing playing poker, which is quite a cool thing to do. That's why it turns into one of those iconic moments, isn't it? You've got Del yeah. Boy leaning against the bar, you've got the chandelier, got and you've probably got yeah, John Chalice and Del Boy playing cards. I think it's one of the few times where Del Boy gets the upper hand on Boise, mm -hmm. despite then ruin it at the end by him flipping the coin. Obviously in The Frog's Legacy with the dinner service, yeah. where he swaps <laughs> over the labels, which is also good, and you, you're completely with Dell on that, aren't you? You mm. want to sort of make an example out of him. It just goes to show how ruthless it was, though. You know, like, say, Boise and Del Boy go back, they went to school together, but yeah, Boise's less prepared to put him on the street. Yeah. It's just, just, that's just, that's just his, in his nature, isn't he? He's car salesman. Come on, get off the pot. It's all like yeah. Super villain, there isn't is he? Some friend Del. <laughs> I think he's already had a bit of beef with Del because Del's always sort of had a thing with Marlene, you know, unofficially, and he's slightly resents him maybe. So he always tries to get the upper hand. Yeah, as Del said earlier, all the lads remember Marlene. <laughs> was Del engaged to Marlene? Del, yeah, but he doesn't know, does he? No, they. they <clears throat> what was the episode? Was it in a later episode? I think it was. I thought um, it was mentioned. They I think were it was Heroes, Heroes and Villains or one of the the '96 trilogy. They're in the in the coffee in Sid's cafe. That's right. And I don't think Boyce was in that scene, but he basically 
could remember someone who worked at a betting shop, and that turned out to be Marlene. Yeah. And then the later scene, Trigger finally. Oh, clicked. so that's enough. Yeah. Steptoe there. <laughs> Ed's on toilet watch today. <laughs> yeah. And Are you watch. on uh, clothes? Right. Yeah, I'll be on. Uh, I'll be the Gokquan. Yeah, the segment. The O for Gokquan. I wait for you to say it, Billy. Oh, been there. <laughs> I, was I was in that battle. <laughs> so we've opened up with a scene of Dale trying to get a get rich fast scheme, and he's got poor Rodney down on his hands and knees, bottling some sort of homemade perfume by the looks of things. And Granddad's job is screwing the tops on the bottles. And so got the Bryce gun as well. Oh, he's got the Bryce gun, the most so important job. Eve Saint Door. Is this the only time we ever see Granddad actually working for? Trotters Independent Traders. I reckon so. Because prior to that, he was asked to hand out leaflets, which he didn't. But every other time, we've never actually ever seen him try and sell something. Like even Albert would maybe be on the stalls pretending he's got a bad back so they can sell the deep penetration back massager. What about the suitcases? Suitcases? Oh, no, he has nothing to do with the suitcases, did he? No. No. I don't know why I got. Oh, he tells the story, doesn't he, about the suitcases? So, do you think that perfume there's their box packaging smells anything? Good. What do you think it smells like? It's got to smell um, awful, it? Cat pee. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I mean, I thought we would have got a right result with that scent. You know, I thought they'd be queuing, camping out on the pavement like they do at an arid sale. Instead of that. <laughs> How many did we sell in the end? What, all together? Yeah. None. <laughs> many as that, was it? <laughs> hang about, hang about. I saw you sell one. Yeah, she brought it back. Oh, yeah. Why? She smelt it. <laughs> she said to me, the last time she smelt an odour like that was when the cat sanctuary got bombed during the war. <laughs> I got a feeling that they probably bought the bottles rather than bought the, the scents, because that probably could be a mixture of God knows what in there. Because the bowl it's in looks manky itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks like you wash a dog in it. <laughs> it's <just laughs> disgusting. And I think later on he says, why did someone bring it back? They smelt it, so obviously, They've obviously bought a little cheap plonk from somewhere and then they bought the bottles and they yeah. just put them together. So Dell's wad of cash in his pocket is looking a bit thinner than usual when Rodney can tell. He knows something's up and they're Birth a bit they're and Did you play cards again last night? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, that's right, Grandad. You know me, hey? Eh? <laughs> he who dares wins. <laughs> How'd you get on? I lost. <laughs> You can tell that the lucky streak, uh, lucky streak, the unlucky streak is uh, getting to him a little bit because he's trying to keep a positive front, but it's obviously quite difficult. And he's realised he's only got much money left, and he's got a big card game tonight. But on the defensive, he who dares wins. How do you get on? I lost. <laughs> I just noticed you can see Dale Boy's flat cap. Yeah. Hung up when they sat down. I said, when we're doing these podcasts. You don't have like absurd more than you would if you were just watching it on the telly. Yeah, I've never noticed that happen there before. Mm. Well, we're looking for it, aren't we? Export-only boxes, as usual. In yeah, it's that probably gin, isn't it? It's interesting that Grandad knows exactly what Dale Boy's up to, yet Rodney's been kept in the quiet about it. Well, Grandad's a bit of a wily old fox, isn't he? He knows he's been through it all, he's done everything, he's an older guy. <laughs> well, I were in a card school once where the cards was marked. I lost a fortune. Well, you knew they were marked? Oh, yeah. I marked them. <laughs> Rodney's just painted as a bit of a daft kid, doesn't he? Oh, a bit naive. Rodney talks about marking the cards. <laughs> yeah, I think he's craftier than Dell. 
probably back in his heyday. Mm. It's something about the trotters. Well, it goes back to his gun running, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who are you running for? Why, whoever had the most money? <laughs> Is this the episode where Granad said he had a lot of sobering thoughts in his time? It's what it was then that started drinking. Yeah. That's such a great line, isn't it? He's definitely Never. got a little bit of Dale and Rodney in him, and he goes like, I, I lost to mark cards. I know I marked them. Mm. Anyone ever seen a double-headed coin? I've got one. Have you? Yeah. Brought you much luck? I never used it. Did you have the lucky rabbit foot with you? No. <laughs> Where did you get the double-headed coin from? I bought it. Did you? I got a double-headed 10 pence piece, and I paid about 20 pound for it. It's ironic. Cheap, isn't it? Maybe. You're kidding. Maybe. It's not. It's not a legitimate mistake. Oh, is it? No, it's, it's an actual. I bought it for a magic trick years ago. So in the pub now, uh, Dale Rodney sharing a drink. Uh, Julie, yeah. now could I have a double cognac, please? And I'll have uh, a large. I'll say a large Shivers Regal <laughs> with Coke. Yeah. And I'll have a double Southern Comfort with American Dry. Yeah. <laughs> That's half a lager for Rodney. Well, actually, they've got their own so I'm not sharing, are they? Well, Dell's got half a pint, which is unusual. He usually has... Uh, it just shows how brassic he is at yeah. this time. He usually has a Caribbean stallion. Or black currant and pernod. Now, how... It's funny, the, the nag said setting is so inconsistent because you can see the, <laughs> you can see the entrance to the pub from the bar right behind the bar whereas most episodes have got the actual drinks behind the bar there's a toilet ted yeah, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I waited and waited yeah and, uh, i could see you see the beads of sweat on your forehead <laughs> the trigger's just had a busy day at work sweeping the roads he's coming for a swift half. And he knows exactly what's going on with the cards as well. I think this is such a good scene when Boise comes in and he's buying everyone a drink just to sort of show that he's absolutely rolling in it. No, didn't he, um, didn't Dale sort of compete with him and tries to... <laughs> yeah. And Boise being a... Yeah, so he is off a large, doesn't he? Yeah. I love watching the extras in the back, in the magazine. <laughs> Some of them are just watching the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be an extra, like, blending in. Uh, others do quite well, but there's quite some consistency with the extras, don't know if you noticed, especially in the later episodes. Is uh, a lot of the extras are the same. Mm. Um, they just might be regulars. So. It'd be really good to get some of them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine tracking them down. Some yeah, of them. They were just well, amazing insight. Yeah, because we were talking to we were talking to Jamie and he was talking to like the boom man and some cameramen. Yeah. yeah. Were, they would be good. They're the people we want to hear like the hidden stories yeah. from. But, you know, like I said, it's crazy that the next, the bar, you can see through the bar to the, the entrance to the, the pub and the window. You just have to assume over the years Nags had had a refit. Three or four hundred times. <laughs> yeah. We had the line which I, which most of us I think would find funny is Dale saying, Look, beneath all this finery, there lies a book. <laughs> now that surprises you, doesn't it, eh? No. <laughs> I love that quote. We passed the moment where Dell and Ronnie were having a chat about you know money shortages and stuff. We had a bit of background knowledge into the lives of Dell and Rodney earlier in the scene. Dell was saying what their dad did to them, you know, leaving on Dell's 16th birthday. Rodney being too young really to, to recall how badly they were treated. One of the first episodes where you get a bit of insight into their family. 
Oh, everyone mistakes him for Brendan, don't they? I was about, literally about to say that. I always thought that was Brendan, though, the yeah. Irish, yeah, the Irish guy at the bar. It's, it's not definitely not the same actor. It's just a lot more hair. It's not there. Checked it on IMDb and everything. <laughs> They've both done other stuff in the 80s and stuff with BBC. You'd be quite good uh, if you played the first one. You didn't get the job for Brendan. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you can see it's definitely not him. Yeah. Dale's just lost the first of a few spins he has against Boise. Yeah. He calls, calls heads. It's still more or less a 50-50 chance anyway, isn't it? If he's going to let him yeah, call start for anything. Yeah. yeah. It's like Mike Reed in the background. I was, was going to say that. Nice till. <laughs> That's a dirty glass, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, I, like, okay. I like a bracelet. I couldn't have give that one. <laughs> Dale Boy's really laying it on thick now, trying to justify his actions to gambling. Yeah. Telling Rodney that he left on his 16th birthday, stole his birthday cake. Of course he's going to get Rodney on side there. Huh? Open that window, Zach. Yeah, Dale's given Rodney a bit of a sob story of when their dad left. As you say, James. Got Bogdan on his side now. He's won him over. He's going to collect the empties. Yeah. <laughs> and Del Boy, he looks like, yes, he, he might have something. Like, he's got a little bit of look in his eye, like, he can make a couple of hundred quid here. And then he realises that he is a plonker and he's going to raise about four quid. Trigger's none the wiser. He's got his usual <laughs> blank expression. Like, oh yeah, what's going on here then? He's realised he's lost like 70 quid in the space of five minutes with uh, Boise coming in for a drink. And he's managed to lose 70 quid. Oi! Where'd you get that from? Busby sent it down a line, didn't he? <laughs> Would you still carry on with the game if you had your last 400 quid up? Busby sent up the line? Yeah. 500 quid. 500 quid. Do you know, does everyone know what Busby is? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, because I found out. I looked, I looked. Well, yeah, I, I Googled it. I can't remember. Busby was an advertising campaign for about using the phone. Oh, yeah. really? It was a cartoon. It was like a character. I thought it was a mate of his. You've done business with no. Busby sent it down the line. I thought I that, and I Googled Busby sending it down the line, but it was a television advert in the 80s. I think it's like BT, hmm. about using the phone boxes or something. Oh, right. That's really interesting. I had no idea. I remember I started time. to talk about it the last time we tried to record this podcast. It's a similar line to, don't worry, it's just Barrett's. Yeah, exactly. So it's very topical of its time. He's trying to get Granad to give him couple hundred quid. Oh, so oh that's a great scene this is. I like Dale's suit. Yeah, he's looking pretty sharp. That's my line. <laughs> Polyester. That's probably why your kidney stones didn't show up on that x-ray. <laughs> Keeps the chill off me belly. So how's your luck, pal? Well, not too good to be fair with you. Uh, I sold one today, mind you, a 1980 Simcoe estate. <clears throat> Only made 850 out of it, no? I mean, what's 850 these days? Hardly eats my swimming pool for a week. Grim, innit? I love the jewellery Del Boy wears. I can actually remember Tom, I think it was your 21st birthday. Oh, I think yeah. we, <laughs> we found this, I found like a bracelet that said like T on it. Right. And it was like a gold chain. Gold like. chain. And it's approaching your birthday, I thought it's too good. So I got like a jewellery box. I put it in Why there. Why did you find that on the floor somewhere? <laughs> I don't know where I found it. I just found it like in a pub or on the floor somewhere. I picked up, I bought a little box, and I wrapped up on his 21st birthday game to him with this little face. It's like, it's like oh, thanks very much. <laughs> it says bloody Rooney, I tell ya. <laughs> Have you still got that chain, Tom? I must have just left at your house. <laughs> That's very gratitude cool. for you. Yeah. Trigg looks quite smart, doesn't he? He does. They I all do. 
I was, as a young boy watching this, I was quite in fear of Dale um, losing more money. Like, God, what are they going to do? They're so skint, and Boyce is clearly going to wipe the floor of it. Yeah. That is it. No, that, that is it. Right. No, right. no, 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 Listen, I've got a double-headed coin. I'm going to stitch him up. Do, you, do any of you guys gamble or play cards or anything now? Well, there you does. But do you like going to like a poker club or something? Not, no, I've not been to a. I've not been to a. Quite popular. Well. Do you do you like? Do they dress up like really smart like that? No. All depends what sort of clubs you go to. But normally the ones that stay open 24 hours a day, you get all sorts of people in there from shops and t-shirts, people who professional gamblers who wear suits. If we were going to have a game. Poker, I wouldn't come around in a suit and tie. No, but it is in these days. It's, it's all about the image, isn't it? It is in there, it's about showmanship it's in, in image, keeping up appearances. Yeah, everyone does that online, doesn't he? And Boise looks around that flat when he walks in, like, what the bloody hell is this? Yeah. Oh, you don't see many places like this these days, Del Boy. Oh, thanks, I designed it myself. <laughs> yeah, I thought as much. As a matter of fact, I uh, saw a place rather like this on a television programme recently. Dallas? No, not Dallas. Definitely not Dallas. No, it was a charity appeal. <laughs> Had the wife... But he must have been there loads of times. Well, it might be another continuity thing where we, you know, Sullivan writing this didn't know how far it'd go. Mm. Maybe he hasn't been there for quite some time. He's just reminded that that is actually quite down market compared to King's Avenue. So, who do you point the blame at? Jump in the head. Boise has already mark the cards or doing something to his set of cards yeah. which he insists on using do you remember because they choose which deck yeah. but then Dale says to him well those aren't the cards I dealt you yeah. so technically they're both cheating but Boise came there prepared to cheat so who's who, who's in the wrong you know what's what's stopping Dale from saying hang on a minute you're cheating you owe me all that money rather than flip it all on the coin and, and use it again it's then though isn't it like, I guess so. They both know they're cheating. Everyone in that room knows yeah. they're cheating. But why, does he, but why doesn't Dell pick up Boise on the fact that the cards are marked in the first place? Because... She's stand pride, I think. I yeah. think it's like... The only way out of that is to cheat the cheater. Yeah, right? you got to... And then... Get the upper hand. If you get... Oh, you're cheating. Then... Well, it ruined the episode for a start. <laughs> if you cheat the cheater, you're technically a valid you winner. Can, you can legitimately yeah. take that money. Right, okay. Or she might not necessarily assume Del knows as such, but probably has a good idea. Well, they, at the end they go, how do you know, uh, no, what did he say? How do you know I've got them bloody kings Where you go? Bloody Where'd you get those aces from? Same place you got the kings. Yeah, exactly. I, don't know. I didn't get them for, I was very young, it took me a long time, a bit slow child I was, to work out that wasn't the hand I dealt you. I was thinking, yeah. what, he gave it in the wrong hand? That's because we watched at such a young age, yeah. like four, five, six years old. What on earth are they drinking? Oh, ale. Ale. IPA, yeah. Those lovely little Boise gives it a bit of a look, doesn't he, and sort of turns his nose up a bit when they sit down. All smoking cigars. Oh, that was absolutely, absolutely stink oh, in that. I love, I love the smell <laughs> of Cuban cigars. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they ain't Cuban. <laughs> so presumably they're played into the early hours of the morning. Yeah. Which well, is found it strange trick playing because there's not really any hint that he would get involved. And he even commented on Dale at the pub that he looked, you know, to lose that much of money is you know, ridiculous. Well, this is a, uh, you could, we've said about Trigger many times where he gets a little bit more written as stupid, a lot more stupid as the series progresses. But um, you can see later in another episode when uh, Del Boy and Boise are playing cards in the pub and uh, Trigger stood over Boise looking at Del sort of shaking his head saying, don't take it. Yeah. He knows his stuff. Yeah. 
I think, what episode is that? Is that when... Uh... Is that when you send us a friendly game? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It goes to 100 pounds. He goes, I'll, I'll that... see you for a pound. Is this the only episode where we see Del Boy wearing a shirt with his name embroidered into the breastplate? I don't mean to state the obvious. Really hard to think that that is a set on a stage. Not on a stage, mm. but in a studio. It really does feel like a flat in this episode, doesn't it? You really do think that you're a fly on the wall watching this. Yeah, it's, it's lit in quite a cosy way, isn't it, yeah. I think? So it looks like a, like a real living household. Yeah. Can you see the picture that uh, Grandad's wife stole from the town hall? No. Oh, the one that on Miranda the wall. laid Yeah, there. that's it. Because when she when they do take that off the wall, it leaves a massive stain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly it's just not there. That hasn't happened yet, though, has it? No, it hasn't. I'm just saying. It's a bit odd not to see the picture on there. Yeah, let's keep an eye out for it. If they're going to show you even that side of the flat. Just don't avoid drawing out loads of cash from the telephone. The famous 500 quid. Busby. Which in 1983, Christ, what's, what's that in today's money? A lot. That 500 quid, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that 552 pounds. 30 so grand. Two grand. Two grand. Yeah. You feel even worse for him, don't you, now that he stated that, that money he's got is apparently is what the only thing his, his mum left him, but mm. I think that's probably a lie. Don't you? Do you think that money actually came from mum's and mum's inheritance? I don't see why not. Maybe she did leave it there. I mean, she died, what, in the early, mid-60s. So that money's been there for 20 years. I think Dale's using that as an excuse so Rodney doesn't get angry for why he's hidden that money for so long. Because that's the only way he could pull it out and explain without Rodney getting angry what it is. He'd be still not given the greatest excuse because he said this money could be used in a life or death situation. Well, it's East End Rodney life, totally isn't it? This is, this is life or death to them, isn't it? It's their reputation, their pride. It's not just a, it's not a game anymore, Rodney. She did not say a lot on her deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> she must have spent the last hours in this mortal curl rabbiting. <laughs> I love the look that Grandad keeps giving Boyce as he's sat next to him. <laughs> like, like <laughs> even Boyce moves his chair. Yeah, he moves his chair. I've, I've never noticed that before. <laughs> it's like, oh god. It's like three against one. Boyce loves playing the villain here, doesn't he? You can tell he's just absolutely thriving on it. It's such a tense scene, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Right, I got a new pack of cards. So. Yes, I, I bought a new deck as well. Ah, oh. well, look, we'll use mine, save opening yours, right? No, we'll use mine. No, no, let's use mine. Dilsy host. And I'm the guest, so we'll use mine. Why don't you spin for it? Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, Trick. <laughs> 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 All right with you, Boysy? Yeah, go on then. Okay, then, here you go. Heads. <laughs> <laughs> I said heads. Well, you called heads in the palm. And I'm calling heads again. We'll use your pack. <laughs> Even now, although I've seen this episode a thousand times. Yeah, Boyce's yeah. hand trick here, like where... It's very got... good, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, are they just in different order? Because he managed to add in a couple of cards. I've got kings. Yeah, he's only got four kings and a ten, yeah. They saw him do that though, yeah. like, they saw him do something. It's an unspeaking rule though, unspoken rule though, isn't it? I guess. He's then rules, yeah? Dale started <laughs> to make it apparent that he's fully aware Boise is bluffing. What he's actually probably trying to do is distract from the fact that he's switching his own cards. Yeah. Well, as Granddad says, literally, I, th I thought you had something up your sleeve, which is just a figure of speech. I can't believe this is actually a flat. <laughs> When you first watched this, did you like Boise? No. I, I didn't like him. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. He'd play a good baddie in a Bond movie, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, he would. He's a white cat. This is where Dale starts to go all in. He hasn't got any cash left. He has to raise a grand. How heartless is Boise, though? 
<laughs> look, look what Dell and Rodney in, in Grandad are putting on, putting on the line. We've got Trick's car, Dell's jewellery, which is probably a little rubbish. It's pretty much the clothes off of his back. Yeah. Everything in that flat are great. Yeah, clothes, the tellies, the, the stereos. But at this point, Dell knows he has literally won this game already. He's, all he's got to do is accept. It's all mind games because he wants Boise to win. Then he can come in with the actually, I've mm. won. Crushing Boise, the ultimate revenge. It's quite a similar scenario, isn't it? To um, tell me now who stole the microwave ovens. Oh, I yeah. did, yeah. Yeah, Dell's quick wit. We're all at home screaming, don't do it, don't do it, yeah. because we just think he's lost. Would you buy a car from that man? That's what I want to know. No. Oh, unless it was the Austin Diamond. Coming <laughs> yeah. out next year. <laughs> Still in the experimental state. <laughs> do excuse me, Mr. Bickerstone. <laughs> Grandad's just walked off into the kitchen, because he's so upset that Dow's lost everything. It's a beautifully delivered line by Trigger as well. Couldn't give us a left home, could yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. That sums it all up. I like Rodney's response as well. Yeah, we'll drop you off on our way to the river. I totally believe that the first watch is, yeah, they've lost everything. Episode done. Yeah. You can almost imagine that as well, can't you? And you can imagine that for the rest of the series they, they were building back up or something. Well, it's not the first time John <laughs> Sullivan's done that. Just look at um, Cash and Curry. Yeah. Mm. Devastating episode. How much did they spend on that, the statue? How much money do oh. they raise? Is it like two, is it two, two grand? grand? Yeah. So oh, how, yeah. how much Dell lost in this? Well, he's actually... He's got a couple of grand on no, the table. No, he's, he's still up, but at the, the very last moment, his Boise chance to win some money back then. He had some money. Where'd you get those four bloody aces from? Same place you got them kings. <laughs> I knew you was cheating, Boise. Oh, yeah. How? Because that wasn't the hand that I dealt you. <laughs> So whatever he wins at Boise ends up... Isn't it like 200 quid or something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It actually is not Still, bad. Boise looks absolutely dumbfounded though. It wouldn't, never, it wouldn't affect him though, would it? Like, I love Leonard Pierce's little face. I thought it's more than anything surprise thing because Boise is the king of poker. But he looks like an absolutely broken man. Yeah. The big reveal from Dale now. Trig, no, it's all right. Let Dale have his little moment. Come on, Dale. Let's see your two pair. Oh, I got pair of aces. Yeah. And I got another pair of aces. <laughs> That's four aces. <laughs> I didn't know that you were good at maths either. <laughs> four aces. Oh, I'd be absolutely gutted. How much has Boise lost in total? I tried to work this out. I think it's about 1,600 quid. So there's about two grand on the table. And the irony is now Rodney's all confident and wants to carry on gambling. Dale was yeah. sort of inclined to say, no, we're done now. Rodney's so excited he completely forgets it's a double-headed coin, yeah. doesn't he? I always like to see a man get a chance to get some of his money back, right? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Look, there's 200 quid. I'll spin you for 200 quid, all right? No. No, no, Dell. No, 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 no way. I've, I've beaten you on a spin twice. By law of averages, you've got to win this time. I'll tell you what. No, I'll, I'll be fair. Rodney can call for me, all right? Yeah, yeah, I'll call for him. Yeah. <laughs> Two hundred. Yeah. You're on. Right. <clears throat> call Rodney. Tails. <laughs> 
See the ring, it looks completely crestfallen Absolute there, like shell shock. Amazing acting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and it's not. I don't think for a minute it's because of the money. It's just it's, it's just his um, his pride. Ego. Yeah. If you think when when he said earlier in the episode, hey, three hundred quid, Ali heats a swimming pool for the week. Yeah. He's rolling in it. Yeah. This is literally pride talking. So that's the end of the episode, which three scenes, two in the flat, one in the pub. There's a lot going on. It's quite difficult to talk about, isn't it? Because yeah. there's a lot of long moments. Start off with the flat in the pub. And like I, say, I kind of got caught cool watching it, to be honest. Yeah, I did as well. I forgot we did a podcast, yeah. <laughs> there must yeah. be people out there who's like, oh yeah, my, my dad worked on the set and he said that... Jamie might be able to help me. Yeah. He, he, whenever I message him, he messages me straight back. So I could ask him. <gasps> right, lads, end of our episode. And on to the quiz. Why do only fools and horses work for la 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 Today's quiz, we've got Darren calling in. And uh, Darren, welcome to the show. Hello. Watch it, Darren. Hello. How you doing, mate? Too bad, yeah. Good, good, good. So, are you feeling confident? Uh, I was until you rang, but. <laughs> you'll be fine, you'll be fine. He, he, he who dares wins. Exactly, exactly. my son. You'll be my dick! <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Where, right. Whereabouts are you in the country, Darren? We're going to come to uh, you. Sort of thing. Well, I'm from Abergavenny in South Wales. Do you like Gavin and Stacey? Well, it, uh, I don't personally, but it is, it is quite popular. You're not related like to the trotters, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like Indian there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are a bit rusty. No, we used to, uh, it's a bit like, you know, the Jolly Boys go to Margate. Yeah. Well, because we're from South Wales, we always go to Barry, so... Uh, yeah, Barry's a really yeah. beautiful place, isn't it? Yeah, it's not, well, I, don't, I wouldn't describe it as beautiful, but... You'll probably use it if you live close to it. You probably take it for granted, but um, yeah, it looks yeah, nice. That's it, yeah. It's a general knowledge quiz. Usually, it would be based on the episode we reviewed, so it's just going to be general knowledge. And I think we'll start with who would like to start. I'll let, I'll let Darren start. Darren, okay, so oh, okay, thanks, Bailey. So we give you an ample amount of time <laughs> to answer. Um, we can hand it over for fun, but if we hand over a question and the other person gets it right, you, they don't yeah. get a point. It's just for fun, all right? Oh. Oh, yeah. Spoil sport. Okay. Eyes down for a full out somewhere. Off and running. This is Gold Rush. So, Darren's first. Darren, what is the name of Trigger's grandmother? Ah, oh, Trigger's grandmother. Put on the spot. Thank you. Stuck in the back of my brain. <laughs> first question. Uh, Alice? Oh, I reckon, that's a good, I reckon that's a good answer. It is a good answer, yeah. that's correct. Oh, well done, Darren. Good work. Oh, thank God, thank God for that. That's <laughs> a blinding start. I didn't know that, but as soon as you said it, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where I got that from. These uh, questions are like, created in the last hour, so they, they're not, they might not be not high quality. Not that we're not organised. They're normally right. quite difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, so, so that was uh, well done, Darren. Uh, Bailey, your first question. What episode do we first meet Del Boy's father? What is the name of the episode? Uh, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in rollback, please. Get off Google. Oh dear. <laughs> I was not prepared for a question about Del Boy's father. Um, what was I to my record? Do you know who it is, Darren? No, I can remember his name, but I can't remember the name of the episode. Can I have Darren? No, I've got no idea. I don't know, I'm afraid. We, Darren, do you want to have a, a, a guess just for. Uh... Oh, God. Name of the episode. 
If you can't get it, I'll see if one of the boys here, one of the jollies, can have a go. I've not seen that episode in such a long time. No, I don't know. No. What about you? I was going to say strained relations, but it's not, is no, it? No, uh, yeah. that's the one we've got for. Uh, I have no idea. Well, right, well, the answer is uh, thicker than water. Ah. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. No. All right, so question on, two. On, on his name, Reg. Reg, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I worded the question carefully because it's not strictly Rocky's father, so. <clears throat> okay, question two for you, Darren. Okay. What was the first word ever spoken by Slater? Now, by words, so it's the first, literally the first line, the first few words. This is the most obscure question. No, it is, but it'll be a bit different. I think it's in the Nags there, but I think he walks up to trigger. Oh, I know it. What does he say? Oh, I got uh, it. I reckon I got it, Sam. I'll give Darren a little bit more, just a few more moments. just to... No pressure, Darren. I think I might know the answer. <laughs> Uh, what a shame we don't get a point for it, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Do you want to have a guess? You can, you can pass if you like. Oh, he says all right, trigger. Mm, all right, trigger. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He doesn't say all right, uh, trigger. He probably does at one point in that scene, but he doesn't say yeah. that. So it's, I it's got his hand up. Well, who wants to, Bailey? Do you want to have a? I think it was. You will be with apples against that. Yeah. 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 Fortunately, not, yeah. not very gracious, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> not very humble. Well, I'm pleasing myself for that. He just ripped his t-shirt off and ran around the living room. <laughs> so yeah. This is a chance that for Bonnet to do. Bonnie, this is a chance for Bailey to equalise for question number two. Bailey, in the episode, if they could see us now, oh. they'll participate <laughs> in a game show. What's it called? Gold Rush, next! Done it. Oh, brilliant. Well done. That would be a tricky one, didn't you? That's, so, a, that's a happy spin all night. Yeah. It's been a miserable night. <laughs> <laughs> that's because I'm winning, Sam. <laughs> well, no, it's one all, actually. It's one all. It's one all. Except yeah. it's passed over. I'm, I'm, I'm winning on merit. <laughs> right, so Darren, um, your question, your question number three. What is Cassandra's middle name? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cassandra Louise Parry. Oh, 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 it's back of the lead. Back of the lead. What a guess. Question number three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm glad one of us didn't even count. That's what I mean about editing. It's, uh, Four? <laughs> hey, it's Jonathan Ross here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bailey, um, what was the first thing Rodney brought once they became millionaires? Rolls Royce, Sad. Yes. Oh, well done. Well done. Um, I will be talking to Nick about the Rolls this whole, yeah. whole quiz. Question four for young Darren. Yep. Um, what's the name of the dirty film Mickey Pierce directed? Nightmares? Correct! Nightmares! Oh, 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 yeah. Is it? By the Novel by Enid Blyton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it three all, isn't it? Three, it's three each right now, and you're on question four. Bailey, what's the name of the Trotter family doctor? I think I know this. Oh. If you don't get this. No, 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 hang on, because there's two doctors. There's one who's from New Delhi. That's not the family doctor. <laughs> oh, okay. They actually mentioned this is the family doctor. Dr. Becker. Hey, come on now. There's nothing in the rules about clues.
Correct. Next. Yeah, well done. Yes, I would have said Dr. Meadows. You old gear. Dr. Meadows. <laughs> Robbie Meadows. <laughs> It's just because they actually mentioned it. We can either save you or the baby. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Darren. That, that was a Welsh accent there. Yeah. <laughs> it's 4 3, Darren. You can do this. Does this uh, okay. tie it? Okay. Have you got a tiebreaker question? I've got a tiebreaker question, yeah. So, Darren, what was the surname of the Lord and Lady in a touch of glass? Oh, I know. Oh, what a question. You don't know. Oh, come on, Darren. Oh, you don't know! <laughs> I know, it's a Bic. Oh, I know, I got it, I got it. Certainly not! <laughs> I reckon I've got it, Dan. Think of the lines, okay. Dan. So, any ideas, Darren? It's so silly. I can't think. I've seen that episode for so long. I might take Darren to the cleaners now. It's not a point. I know, it's not a point. I think it's Ridgemere. No. Oh, ah. it is, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> you crafty sod! <laughs> yes! Okay, so what's, what's the score? <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're drawing. Okay, so you, you got one more question. Just to win. Right. No, no pressure. Right. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I know, it's the answer, let little That's on Cassandra's head. So final, <laughs> final question. Hello, <laughs> Cassandra sucks. <laughs> Who did Dell? Who did the dirty deed? <laughs> it's a bit personal, isn't it? <laughs> Who did Dale Nick roller skates from that caused Ronnie to get beaten up? What do you mean they look like Roy Taylors? They were Roy Taylors! It's just, no, it's stuck in the back of my, um, my brain there. Well done. Well done. Uh, unlucky, Darren. Right. Well done, Bailey. Well, that's, that's, that's good close. game, good game. Still close. Good so game. That was 5-4. Um, fair play to you for calling in. Thanks very much. That was, uh, you did well, mate. You did well. Uh, no problem. No, I thought it was a bit... I thought uh, I should have done better than that. Darren, well done, Bailey. Respectable score. This is Gold Rush. Darren, what's your favourite episode? Um, you know, most people say things like Jolly Boys out in the night, but I don't know, I, I like the older ones, you know, like um, Healthy Competition. Yeah, yeah. Where you, where you see, you know, Rodney try and make it on his own. And, yeah, that's a good one. And that sort of thing, and the relationship with the brothers. but And, and also in that episode is the uh, the Wendy House line. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grand House line, yeah. The Grand House, yeah. Going into the... Uh, Overseas self catering trade. <laughs> so how how long have you been? When did you first watch Fools and Horses? When you right, first I, into it? I, I was trying to think that the other day. It's always sort of been there on Fools. I can't remember ever not having it on in the background or mm, being a fan or having yeah. a, a t-shirt with it on. But no, I think it it's just always been there, isn't it? On Fools, I can imagine what I would have done with my time if I wasn't watching that. Yeah, <laughs> Darren, how old are you? I'm thirty five. Ah, same age as us, pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, so, so you are a fan think. of the older episodes or the newer? Well, basically, Grandad or Albert, universal question for Fools and Horses fans. Do you know, I'd probably say Grandad, but I'm not sure. I think um, you know, Albert was brilliant, wasn't he? He was Buster brilliant. Merrifield, he's really, he added something to, to the show, didn't he? But um, no, I'd probably say Grandad. He's got a bit more sort of lovable, you know, the, yeah. the way he delivers the lines as well. But um, no, Buster Merrifield was brilliant as well. You know the head movements. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, that, yeah. during the war. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't well, a bad impression. That was very good, actually. <laughs> so, That's the only you, one I can Darren, have you been to any of the conventions or uh, been lucky enough to see the Early Force and Horses musical? No, do you know, I, I've asked, um, it's my birthday in December, I've asked the missus for um, tickets for the musical. Oh, that'd be good. I think it's, yeah, it's running until February, so I've said to her, that's my birthday present sort of weird. Oh, is that so, the uh, date, is it? Does it finish in February? Uh, yeah, yeah, apparently it runs until February, I, they may even extend it yeah. further, so yeah. I read, but... They, they uh, extended it about four times, it was supposed to be just a month, yeah. and it was like three months, six months, a year, so they're probably, every chance they'll extend it. Yeah, it's yeah. a trip down the M4 for that. Is it definitely worth going? Oh, I love. Yeah, I mean, I've been. Tw- I've been yeah. twice. Uh, Bailey, is, you've been. Bailey came with me last time. It's really, really good. Um, yeah. I, I, even if you don't like musicals, it's still good fun. So I did. Yeah, because I mean, when it, when I first read, I thought I think it was Norse's the musical. Yeah, don't add up. Well, I think we did. Yeah, we, but uh, we, we we did a podcast review of the show actually back in July. Yeah. So if you want a little insider, it's spoiler free mostly. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have listened to it. Yeah, it is good. It's a good end. It's definitely a must-see for an Only Fools and Horses fan. It's quite an overwhelming yeah. experience, I think, because they do, they do such a good job. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. Especially the guy who plays uh, Trigger. Oh, yeah, he's oh, brilliant. Peter Baker, yeah, so, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, you wait. He'll, he'll, I think he'll probably be the highlight when you when you go. I don't think... Has he got an under, understudy? I don't know, actually. Well, hopefully, know, take some beating because he looks yeah. just so much like Roger Lloyd Pack at that age. Hopefully, Peter will be there. But yeah, you'll you'll pick up straight away how fantastic he is. Dan, yeah. what other comedies and sitcoms do you like? Um, I like anything really. I mean, my other favourite sitcom was uh, Step to One Son. Nice. Oh, which, cool. uh, yeah. Uh, apparently, John Sullivan was influenced by that for Absolutely. Only Fools and Horses. It, I, I mean, it's a, it's a similar sort of setup. You know, the two guys that. Yeah. You know, they sort of can't get away from each other, love each other, but hate each other. And yeah. <laughs> it's been a sort of setup. But uh, yeah, no, I, mean, I, I like all the, the old ones as well, with Dad's Army and things. And yeah. Ah, did you watch the uh, uh, Dad's Army Lost episodes recently? No, I haven't. I've seen it. It was advertised a lot, but I haven't actually seen it yet. Oh, that's very good. Uh, talking about yeah. Stepton's son, Ed was yeah. saying he reckons, and he could be right, in the uh, intro, in, in the oh, montage film. Yeah, do, do you think Wilfred Bramble. Yeah, do you think that's him? Do you know what I did? When I was a kid, I, I remember watching it, like, the opening sequence, I always thought it was him, I thought yeah. it was the old man Steptoe. Yeah, same here. But I think that's a myth, surely, isn't it? I thought yeah, it might be a little... Surely uh, be confirmed after all these yeah. years, like, that was old man Steptoe. I don't reckon it was. Now that we've heard about it, I reckon this... Might be a little private Easter egg from uh, John Sullivan, mightn't it? Yeah. yeah, it could be. It's like the, the other myth, isn't it, that Nicholas Linders sang the theme tune to it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, but, yeah. Uh, a lot of people. Yeah, I, I still think he sings it now. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, that's Rodney Trotter singing. When it's John Sullivan, yeah, it's weird. It's strange. Uh, Could have been Chaz and Dave singing the intro if they weren't on tour at the time. Straight yeah, that yeah, yeah. they would have sang it different, wouldn't they, Chaz yeah. and Dave? We need to hear a quote from you, Darren. I hope you've heard the other podcasts and prepared and spend yeah. weeks and weeks uh, preparing for this. Uh, but we've got to have a quote from you. Oh, okay, <laughs> I don't know about preparing, but. <laughs> Do you take requests? <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Well, each of us is going to say a carol for many fools and horses. Oh, that's <laughs> a bit unfair. <laughs> and you're Go going to try and do an impression. It doesn't matter how bad it is because we're terrible at Great doing idea. impressions, but I just think this would be a good exercise for both of us. Okay. Go, Go on then. Sully Atwell. <laughs> <laughs> right, are you ready? Go on then. Right, Tom, I'll let you start. Can you do Mike? Mike, uh. I think of a line he says, it's, it's memorable. I can't, I can't <laughs> think of this one. 
Jackson too tough. No one can do Mike. Do I do Boise? I, I, I've got a mic one. I'll do, I'll do one for you. Um, what a load of old cobblers. If you're doing a front. <laughs> If you want to do an impression, Tom, you've got to ring up for the quiz tag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, James? Do, do Boise, go on. You do Boise? Oh, I said them all in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. All right, thank you. Tom, your laugh has been beaten. Go on, let's hear your Boise laugh, Tom. <laughs> It's a oh, sheep. I think that's better. That's, that's definitely better. Constipated sheep, Sam. <laughs> Next one, you've got to do Arnie. Well, I'll fake a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's not getting out of the phone. He's bugging the poor man. <laughs> you, d- you don't need that to cut a chain off. I've got the key. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> nice. Okay, here's your last one. Can you do an uh, impression of Uncle Albert having a fake heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, well done, mate. Good work. Been a good sport. Dara, it's been a pleasure having you on, Dara. Thanks very much, mate. Yeah, no problem. Take care. Have a nice evening, mate. Thank you. You take care. Night, night, love you. (laughs) Uh, It's been a long time since we've done one, but how's everyone feeling? Did they enjoy that? I would, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Thoroughly enjoyed it. What would you give out of 10, Tom? Well, for the series, uh, probably a, a nine. Ooh. The series we're on. Overall, probably a, a six, seven. What? Yeah. What, what about you, Ed? Ten. That's given the. I'm having given that the big ten. Really? Yeah. Big tens. Such a critical. So it's up there with Jolly Boys Out in. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> you always say that. So it's up there with Jolly Boys Out in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just check. Oh no! Sorry. No. No. no in that case, um, four. <laughs> yeah. Jolly Boys isn't my favourite anyway. What so is your favourite? <laughs> Dates. How's it compared with dates? Is it out there with dates? Is, it? is dates, is dates really your favourite episode? <laughs> a lot of people don't like dates. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, like, I, I do like it. I think it changes sort of halfway through. Yeah, it's a good episode. Bailey, what do you give it? Um, I think probably 7.5 to an 8. It's, it's, a, it's a very important episode. It's a lot of establishing relationships between Dell, Rodney, well, everyone really, because yeah. you, it's a rivalry between. David Jason and uh, John Chalice. Yeah. Also, the relationship between Roger Lloyd Pack and David Jason. Yeah. You know, how much of a dedicated friend is he to give him his car? And what, what else did he offer? Was it just his car? Well, yeah, it's all he had, wasn't it? I'm brassic, mate. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really important episode from that point of view. So yeah, mm. I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I'd give it a seven point nine. I think. I think yeah. Sullivan wrote that episode. I think Sullivan wrote that episode based on the stories his dad used to tell him about him and his mates playing poker into the early hours with all sorts being put into the mix for going all in. Yeah, I could imagine that. Um, it's like East End. Working of. men's club. It's East, End, East End rules, isn't it? <laughs> he said that eight times this episode. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's East End rules, isn't it? I'm just looking at the episodes now for series two. I'm just trying to think that there's another episode on here which is going to beat the title of this one. So we've got Long Legs of the Law, Ashes to Ashes, No Greater Love, Yellow Peril, It Never Rains, A Touch of Glass. So yeah, I, I don't think that's the strongest episode in the series. For me, A Touch of Glass is an absolute masterpiece. What do you guys think? Is there any other episodes that I've listed there that you prefer? What about you, Ed? If you give this one, give this one a ten, you're right. A touch of. Nah, I see. If I knocked no, it down to a nine, this, that scene is a masterpiece. I li- I really like it all. Episode, mm. 
not so much, but... I bet you've had a few balls near my lady. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh. Mind the old. Yeah, you see. I think the whole episode is great. And I don't necessarily think that chandelier scene is the best scene in the episode. Bend your knees and keep your back straight. (laughs) (laughs) What gets me about that episode? I know we're not talking about that episode. Let's just talk about it anyway. (laughs) When they're outside their house, and he said, I'm sorry, we're not open to the general public for another three weeks. Oh, you're under a miscomprehension? (laughs) (laughs) Misapprehension? What is it he says? We're friends of your wife. And he says, oh, you better come in then. Yeah. It's like, he has no idea who they are, but just because he said... Oh, you just towed us home. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, he took it, uh, took their word for it and just let them in the house. That is a great episode. I am really looking forward to talking about that, actually. It's yeah, going to probably be about a year until we do it. Delvoy's literally just hanging around, isn't he? He's just trying to feed off the crumbs. Anything the gentry can leave them. Well, the next episode we're reviewing is No Greater Love. We've got some really interesting episodes coming up to talk about, guys. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the Yellow Peril. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the Yellow Peril. That's going to be a good one. What have you done to my walls? Chin up, Mr. Chin. <laughs> Don't let the cat out. Number 12's off the menu. We've got to have a Chinese. It's compulsory for us to have a Chinese. Mm. The, sun is, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. I'm editing a podcast tomorrow. <laughs> I'll give you lending me dirty books. Please check us out on social media. You can find us on Facebook by typing in the Jolly Boys podcast. Please give us a like, a comment, review, message. And if you'd like to join us on the podcast, you can join us as a guest or just come on for a chat or even take part in the quiz. No, no one's wanted to come on just for chat so far, have they? Never really advertised like that. It's just to come on to do a quiz. But I think we should start saying... Yeah. Oh, if you want a quick chin wag, you know, tell us your thoughts. But yeah, if you want to come on the podcast for a chat, send us a little message. Anyway, amateurs at their worst, remember? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I started to agree with that. It's all about you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That guy was on to something. <laughs> yeah, he was. Thank you to everyone who's been kind enough to give us a review. Um, it's nice to see that we average 4.5 out of 5. And I, I'm loving seeing the one stars. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're quite funny. Where's the plural on the stars? Uh, just, just one. Only four sources is a laugh at the end of the day. And if we were to do this and be serious, then uh, it would sort of contradict the whole thing. So. Just think, we turned down sponsorship for this, haven't we? We have, yeah. To yeah, keep we've our... actually turned down. We, we, we weren't telling you about it, but we turned them down. No, let's just say we're not models. interested in trying to sell American tuxedos. No, yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. You can find us on Instagram at only underscore fools underscore mm. <laughs> underscore horses you can also find us on twitter at ofa underscore podcast we got some half price crack ties some miles and miles of carpet tiles tvs deep freeze and david bowie lp all games old chains what's the names and that are pushing trevor flies the track suits and common mrs shepherd push 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 Street. Cookie 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 Street
Yeah. Oh, they need to. Um, they people could. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>